this movie got a blockbuster treatment without blockbuster results. Today I'm talking about Chaos Walking. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about a recent release that uh, it's actually showed up on Hulu recently, but kind of went into theaters and left, and then has just been kind of written off as a misfire and a bomb, and I wanted to talk about it, and that movie is Chaos Walking, which was, I'm guessing, is supposed to be um, the first film in a, in a alleged trilogy based on a pretty popular series of sci-fi books, but not looking like that's going to happen and i wanted to get into why and why the reaction to it was so strong and negative so without further ado let's get started big budget swings and misses are becoming less of a thing these days partially because the biggest studios have a ton of profitable properties they will mine until there's nothing left and partially because the industry has become seemingly risk averse in recent years Maybe you can get a studio to spend 20 mil on a horror movie or a comedy that shows promise, but it's very rare to get the $100 million treatment for a new or unestablished property. And if you are going to do that, you better try and stack the deck with a proven director, up-and-coming stars, and semi-famous source material. Which is exactly what Chaos Walking did, so why did the critics dislike this so much, and why did audiences shy away? Set on an Earth-like planet in the future, the film follows a young man named Todd, who lives in a community made up entirely of men, and where everyone is affected by the noise, or a projection of someone's thoughts. But Todd's life is upended when an aspiring colonist from the second wave of humans crashes lands nearby. Soon, Todd joins up with the young woman to seek out a different community that will help her warn and signal her allies in orbit. I think Chaos Walking is an okay movie that got a lot of critical backlash because it wasn't great. I enjoyed watching it just fine, but it's definitely disposable and certainly not the franchise starter the studio probably had in mind. It is the first adaptation of a book in a trilogy, by the way. The reasons the movie is frustrating, however, is probably what tipped the scale for critics, so let's address those. First, let's get to the use of The Noise. The noise is one of the most interesting sci-fi concepts I've seen in a long time. Unlike telepathy, where people can read your mind or you can read theirs, the noise is an externalization of someone's thoughts that includes sound and sometimes visuals. But there's one big caveat. It only affects men. Which means the arrival of a new woman in a town where the women have been killed is both intriguing and potentially a threat. And I really like how the film visualizes this. The film portrays it as an aura that surrounds the man's head and can project images or even get larger depending on the intensity of someone's emotions. Which means when a group of men are tracking Todd and Daisy Ridley's viola, they give off something akin to a smoke signal warning them that they're coming, which is really cool. As are the projections that are used for misdirects. What the movie doesn't address, at least not in full, are the societal and interpersonal implications which, considering the gender gap in experience, is a big deal. Instead, the film mostly uses this as a dramatic device to create tension when people ask Todd questions, or for jokes when Todd tries to keep a thought to himself, but it slips out. That's not bad by itself, but it is a missed opportunity. 
You could address some really interesting topics about gender and sex. For instance, how does this, this affect trans and non-binary people? Likewise, considering the handful of scenes where people use projections in combat to their advantage, you'd expect a final showdown to include a bunch of fake armies going at each other. Which brings us to the second major fault. Very standard or bland action. The action scenes in this movie aren't bad. It's a lot of tense one-on-one -on -one encounters and a handful of chase scenes that blend the noise with this world's flashy firearms. But considering the guy who directed this film, Doug Lyman, also made The Born Identity, Live, Die, Repeat, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I wasn't impressed. Part of the problem is that the movie seems to skip over or abandon promising setups. At one point, Daisy Ridley's character encounters a man whose noise indicates he's going to try and capture her and take her to the bad guys. The audience sees the start of the skirmish and Todd running to her aid. But by the time he gets there, the fella is hogtied and she's ready to roll. Nice expectations of Virgin and a decent joke, but if she's this badass, why can't we see her fight? Same goes for showdowns with people who have mastered their noise. David Oyelowo's character seems to emanate flames from his like a phoenix, which ideally could be used to confuse or intimidate people, but he doesn't. Another villain uses his ability to make people think they're trapped, but he does it once. It's this inconsistent use that makes the action feel stale, and it's a shame because the actors in concept are great. The core actors, including Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, and Mads Mikkelsen, are perfect, partially because they're all trading in on their established screen images. Since Holland is playing a slightly awkward but physically capable young man, Ridley is a determined sci-fi hero who rarely needs, rarely needs a true rescue, and Mads is a perfect villain in anything. But Holland and Ridley also have great chemistry, which appears to grow as the film moves on, and supporting roles like Oyelowo and Cynthia in and Revo bring a lot of character and charisma to their limited screen time. Paired with, the, with a, this world isn't quite what you think, blended with a great idea like the noise and a buddy action comedy vibe, this should have been great. So yeah, it's a bit frustrating if you think about it for too long. The verdict is, it's a missed opportunity, but an okay film. Though the end result isn't what it could have been, Chaos Watching is watchable. 5 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.